As we begin Advent, uh, like we did last year, we will have another um, homiletic series. Last year we did the precepts of the church during the four weeks of Advent. This year we're going to do four weeks on the Eucharist uh, in light of the Eucharistic revival that U.S. bishops have asked all churches to participate in in the United States. So the way that this homily series is structured is that I wanted to talk about the Mass as sacrifice and meal today, but I want to do that through a particular lens of this word escape. Escape. And the reason is, is because while the church has its liturgical seasons, it seems like sin has its own seasons as well. It seems like during this time of year, especially, we want to escape. And we escape in all different kinds of ways, obviously through the sins of the flesh, and obviously during in preparation for Christmas through consumerism. And it's because we're as we're met with the idea of like we have to spend this time with our families and this kind of like evaluation of the whole year. It can be disheartening, and so we want to escape. And God recognizes that a desire for escape, and this is where I want to kind of tie in this idea of the Eucharist as a meal, is what is the institution of the Eucharist? Where does it begin? We say that it begins at the Last Supper and the Passover meal, but then we have to say, well, how does the Passover meal begin? And this is where I'd like to start is that the Passover meal begins because the Israelites are pressed into slavery and they're tired of being enslaved. And the drudgery, the day-to-day grind of being a slave is real. So the way in which God allows them to escape from slavery is by going out to another land where they will be free so that they can worship him with all their hearts. Now, for God to get them there, they have to go from point A to point B. And in going from point A to point B, this is where we have the Passover meal, this kind of point A. And we're familiar with the Passover meal and its ties to Christ as the sacrificial lamb. Everyone had to slaughter a lamb. But there were two other things that were eaten. And those are the things I want to talk about is this bitter herbs and the unleavened bread. The bitter herbs and the unleavened bread. The bitter herbs were a reminder to the Israelites that they had a tough time. They had a really tough time in Egypt. And so whenever they eat the bitter herbs, they're reminded of all of the trials that they suffered. But the unleavened bread is not a small detail that the bread is unleavened. And the reason is, is because they don't have enough time to leaven it. They have to go. They have to go right now. The sense of urgency from this realm of slavery into freedom. But going from point A, where they have the Passover meal in their own homes with the bitter herbs and leavened bread, to point B is interesting. What is the path that they take? They go through the waters. They go through the waters of chaos. They go through the waters of the Red Sea. 
You could say analogously the waters of sin. And so in going through the waters, then they are led by God himself into freedom. So what does this have to do with the Mass? Well, analogously, now in the Mass, the unleavened bread is clear in the, the sign of unle- the appearance of unleavened bread in the Eucharist. But the bitter herbs as the confidior, I confess to Almighty God at the beginning of every Mass, that we remind ourselves of the bitterness of our own slavery to sin as we then go through this route of escape. And then similarly, the route of escape is not through water, but it's through the sacrament. It is through the unleavened bread, through Christ, who is the one who takes on our suffering in the cross. Christ is the one who goes through the Red Sea, who goes through the waters of chaos in sin, embracing that suffering. And so the key to escape and healthy escape, Christian escape, because we all need escape from the day-to-day drudgery of life, is Christ through the Eucharist. But in order to understand what that means, that it's not just a, a, a pietistic, you know, nice saying, that I can escape through receiving Christ in the Eucharist, we have to understand what the Eucharist is. And understanding the Eucharist, we cannot understand it apart from Christ's sacrifice. Christ's sacrifice offered to the Father. As one bishop once said, you know, we can't just simply um, understand the Eucharist as a meal. If we did that, it would be more like a snack. You know, it, it, it doesn't seem to be a whole lot, right? We have to understand the idea of the Eucharist as sacrificial. So, in the same way that the Israelites passed through the waters of the Red Sea in that chaos, so the Christian must take on his cross daily and follow Christ. But he takes on his cross daily and follows Christ because he knows that Christ is on the cross. And that if Christ is going to overcome sin and death, then he's got to take it on. He's got to go in the ring with it. So how does this work is the question. The significance of Christ's sacrifice that bridges this gap from point A to point B, this infinite gap between God and man, is that Christ is the God-man. So that whenever Christ's human act of obedience on the cross, joined to his divine nature, is happening in time and outside of time, to where the priest who continues Christ's human nature. This is why we have the priesthood, is so that Christ can continue showing his human nature after he has ascended into heaven. Continues that every time, because Christ's sacrifice happens in time 2,000 years ago. It's humanly, but also in his divine nature, enables that to happen outside of time. To where we can imagine something like a string going horizontally, And that at every Mass celebrated by an ordained priest, that another string drops and saying that Christ makes this sacrifice uh, present again. Or we say, represents the sacrifice. Not represent as in, 
like, hey, we're just doing this as a show to remind ourselves of what happened, but makes it present again, represents that sacrifice. That sacrifice, again, that bridges the infinite gap between God and man. That infinite gap that allows us to go across the Red Sea to escape into the infinite abyss of the Father. That infinite gap that alone can allow us to be with the Father. And so during this time of Advent, this desire that we all have to escape from the humdrumness of life, there's only one way truth in life to do that. It is through Christ and the Eucharist, through bitterly recognizing our own slavery to sin and recognizing very quickly we have to consume Christ under the appearance of unleavened bread so that in embracing our cross the same way that he's embraced his, we can be in communion with the Father and find rest and escape.